0: I'm going to say hallelujah, and I want you to say this. The Lord our God Almighty reigns. Hallelujah. The Lord our God Almighty reigns. Do you believe that? I have 14 pages of notes. It's what some people call the everlasting gospel. Um, I'm not going to preach all that, but I just have some thoughts that I feel the Lord has laid on my heart. Um, Sean and Ariana. Before I speak to you, I want to say this. God is not tied to time, space, or matter. He is eternal. He always was, he always is, and he always will be. And every thought he has concerning your life does not come out of just time, space, or matter. It comes out of his mouth. And out of his mouth, when he speaks, because he is eternal, what he says is everlasting. So, that's an introduction to you, Sean and Ariana the very passion that's in your heart, God has put there. And his eternal purpose cannot fail. Therefore, it shall come to pass. You may not understand it all, and you may not know it all, but he does. You might know how or where or when, but he does. Every one of us sitting here Are viewed upon in our lives and upon our lives from an eternal perspective that only God can see from that's important to understand because nothing is temporal to what he's called you to it's eternal nothing he called you to can fail because he can't fail what he said actually does happen. And, and I'm just, I, just, I just felt like God said to me this, I want you to tell them about me. I just want you to tell them about me. And so it doesn't include the 14 pages, it's more than that. But let me read to you some of the thoughts that I've put in this in the book that I'm writing. God is eternal. God's eternal intent is revealed in the words of His covenant. God's eternal intent is revealed in the words of His covenant. This book is not a view. This book is a covenant made with you. And this book of the King of kings and the Lord of lords, every word will come to pass. None shall fail. None shall pass by without being fulfilled. Not one of them. Pastor David's been talking about conversations that Jesus had, and it's been interesting listening to his messages. I find them very intriguing and very enlightening and very inspiring. But this thought hit me. Every conversation that's written in here was inspired. And therefore, it is life. To you. To me. It's not just life. It's eternal life. And eternal life is not just being saved and going to heaven. Eternal life is living in an eternal state which cannot fail. We fail. Sometimes our circumstances aren't right. But God is the one who said you are victorious. He didn't say that just to make you feel good. He said that because that is your reality. And that is how he sees you. Do you know that God doesn't see you as a failure? Have you failed? I have. But he doesn't see us that way. He sees us through his word. He sees us through the eternal state of who he is. And it's hard for us to grasp because we are so temporally, or, uh, temporally orientated. We live in a temporal world. We live in a natural state of being. But God is eternal, and the eternal lives in you. That means what is in you is never going to die or pass away or fail. As I contemplated these things I begin to understand some things about God number one God is the God of the covenant of vision he's got vision in eternity past, before he created anything, a lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. The vision of the cross was already in eternal past before he created anything. And 4,000 years after creation, the sun comes. So let me let me just kind of paint a picture for you this morning if I can. Before God created anything, there was a discussion in heaven. Knowing that man would fall, knowing that the devil would try to become God and exalt himself, he paid the ultimate price for it. He's done. Satan could not change God's eternal purpose. He couldn't. And he can't change his eternal purpose for you either. God would never see you as an overcomer if the devil was greater than he who is in you. I think sometimes we we bring God to our temporal world but we don't realize that there was a conversation that took place in the heavenlies before he created anything and a plan was put forth and you are part of that plan. Ephesians 1 verse 4, he chose you before the foundation of the world. He saw you before he created anything. We can't grasp that in our our minds. We read it. We believe it. But we can't understand it totally. He is the beginning. And he is the end. And before the beginning of creation, God was, always was. That's why Revelation points out, one who is, one who was, and is, and is to come. He always, he always, he always is, always. He's not here today and gone tomorrow. And as on the Bugs Bunny show, they would say, here today and gone tomorrow. Those of you know that a hare is a rabbit. (laughs) No, he's not not here today and gone tomorrow. He is forever. And forever lives in you. And his plans in eternity past are part of who you are. They're in you. We look... This is how I find myself. I look at things through my eyes and my understanding. And I and I grasp to my best ability to understand and to know. But it's not enough. He's the one who knows everything. I, I was thinking of Abraham. Abraham failed how many times, but it did not deny. God's promise young lady I don't know what your name is you right on the end with the red hair yeah you come here come here do you know what I see right now do you know what I see no you don't know what I see because you don't know it. Because you don't see what I see. I see the hand of God upon you. The hand of the Lord is upon you. Your heart is stirred with a passion. You know whose passion that is? It's his. He has put a passion in you That goes beyond human ability, human understanding. And God wants that passion to manifest to your generation. I can't say that I know what's in your heart to do for God, but I can say this. His hand is mightily upon you. The eternal state of God is in you. In you. In you. The eternal state of God is in you. Think of it. The eternal state of God is in you. He cannot be denied. You can be. But if you believe what He said, you'll never be denied. If you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will never be denied. Never. Never. Your future, as far as God is concerned, is absolute. It's absolute. Costa Rica by the way what was your name Hannah okay this is being recorded so if you want to listen to what I said I need to say your name Hannah I talked to you God's hands upon you Sean and Ariana I talked to you I said your names Luis and Marjorie you possess the passion of God for your nation you you can't walk away from it can you you, you just can't forget it but you know what your temporal mind cannot do away with eternal i i try that too Sometimes I think, oh, I don't know. I've just been invited to go to Ukraine. I'm trying to figure out whether it's God or not. There is nothing frivolous about your life in front of God. Nothing. Nothing is happenstance. Nothing is frivolous. Everything is meaningful, powerful, unique, and purposeful with divine fulfillment. What time is that? Quarter to 12? Gee, I got a half an hour yet. I had a dream three nights ago, and in my dream, it was all part of planting this church. It's emotion, it's reality, it's despair, it's joy. Every feeling was in that dream. I woke up exhausted just like I did in the condition when I was doing it. And I'm trying to figure out, Lord, why did you allow me to dream this dream? And I'm, and I'm discussing with people about why they didn't help me. And God said to me, you didn't need anybody but me. And I put so much credence on man's approval, it caused me distress, discouragement, and disappointment. Oh, that's three Ds. That's a good movie. And the Lord said to me, you would have never heard what I had to say to you had they helped you. Everything I tried failed. Traditionally. I saw other pastors plant churches. They do the traditional thing that goes ahead. I tried everything traditionally, and it failed. Everything failed. It wouldn't work. And, you know, I'm kind of like that donkey with Balaam on my back, trying to make me do the traditional thing. But God wouldn't have it because he had an eternal purpose and plan for my life of what he wanted here. And he did not want tradition. He did not want formalism. He did not want hype. He did not want, he wanted, this is what he wanted. I was talking to a pastor the other day. This is what he wanted. He wanted me to believe. Jesus wanted me to believe what he said to be the fulfillment of my life. Not the prophecy. The word. And I begin to understand. But I didn't, God couldn't talk to me until I was down at my lowest ebb in the intensive care unit, wired all up for the second time. But God's eternal plan does not fail. Everything I did failed, but what He does doesn't fail. What He said doesn't fail. His purposes don't fail. His plan doesn't fail. And quite often we get wrapped up in the plans of man, the plans of tradition, the plan of this and the plan of that, and we forget God's plan. You know what his plan was? It was really simple. Read the red and believe it for it to come to pass in your life. It wasn't a view. It wasn't my theological studies of which I have two degrees. It wasn't that at all. All my knowledge couldn't make anything work. But when I submitted to his idea, and his plan, that whatever he says is for me, and I had to learn that, and I'm still learning that, before I could preach it, and this church is based on that reality for every believer. It's not about what I believe, it's not about Solid Rock, it's not about Nelson Stratchlet, it's not about the elders, it's not about anybody but Jesus. And what he has declared to be true for every believer Amen. I'd have never realized that if I didn't end up in the hospital. Don't ever count him out. Consciously speaking, I came to a conclusion in my life. I tried, I failed. It's over. Done. I'm not as intelligent as other guys. I can't plan things like other guys. I can't do anything like other guys. It wasn't that I couldn't. It's that he wouldn't let it happen. Do you know why? Because he put his eternal state in me that couldn't change his will for my life. And it's the same for you. The eternal God of the heavens and the earth lives in you, and his eternal plan will never fail because he is a covenant maker, he is a covenant keeper. He is a covenant enabler. He is a covenant establisher. He is covenant. That means he took an oath to have you complete your life with complete success in him. Has nothing to do with your view. Well, I'm a post-trib, I'm a pre-trib, and I'm a not... I believe in eternal security. I don't. And we go on and on and on and on, but we don't read about what he said about us and believe it and just do it. We get caught up in these stupid arguments that go nowhere. They achieve nothing. They don't. I don't know if I'm saved today. I am. There's more to Christianity than that. There's a life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Not, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes when we don't know, it's because he doesn't want us to know what man thinks. He just wants us to read the word and believe it. Can I give you a couple of scripture verses? Do you want your world to rock? Do you want to rock the world? They did. If you were standing there on the day of Pentecost and you were viewing it, here's what the father said through Peter. Now you're there, right? You're at Pentecost. And you see drunk people on the platform. Fire. Oh, that's a cult. That's what it would be branded today. But let's just say we're all there and we're viewing this. And the Father through the Holy Spirit says through Peter, ah, to the people there, this is for you. This is for your children. This is for all that are far off. And this is for as many as the Lord our God would call. That was an eternal plan and it didn't fail. And it's still not failing. We just don't believe it. Because we have our few. And we have Christianity so sanctified. (laughs) And pure. And orderly. Really. Really. Can you imagine what the Pharisees and the Sadducees thought? Good Lord. This is church. That wasn't a revival. That was the birth of the church. That was church life. That was spiritual reality. It rocked the world. It rocked the disciples. It grasped their passion and their life. The 120 were just so overcome. They went everywhere and they turned the world upside down. And guess what? 3,000 souls get saved. In that kind of a meeting? Yeah? Oh, let's just sing just as I am. Without one plea. That's a nice song for salvation. But God has a life that is eternal, all powerful, all knowing, all purposeful. Let's get back to the conversation in heaven for a moment. They're talking in heaven, son. You're going to have to go and die. We need somebody to go down like a lamb to the slaughter because the world is separated from me. They had this conversation, and it became an eternal plan before anything was created. Now, just envision this. God who can't fail, God who sees clearly, God who knows everything, is having a conversation so that we can understand his ideas. And here's what it's like. Alan, come here. God wants to sock you this morning. No, I'm just kidding you. Here's what it's like. Son, You've got to go down to earth, and you're going to have to become a lamb and get slaughtered for the sins of the world. Because I love love the world. Because I love the world. It's called a covenant of passion. Thank you. They had this conversation. Come here. I forgot something. <laughs> I'm not eternal. He lives in me. but And, and here's, here's the idea. You're going to go down. You're going to die. You're going you're to be born. I see you being born. I see you in your childhood. I see you, uh, your mom and dad looking for you. They finally found you. I, I I oh yeah and I saw you when you were about thirty years old and you came for baptism and you obeyed and you got baptized and then I saw the Holy Spirit come upon you and I spoke to you. I spoke to you. Now, here's the, here's the idea. Thank you, sir. Here's the idea. The intimacy of the father is birth and eternal. And it never, ever fails. And the intimacy between him and his son was a conversation that they had. And the son was always in his presence, even when he was on earth. The son was always in his presence, even when he was on earth. And so are you. You're always in his presence. You're always in his presence. You're always in his memory. You're always in his thoughts. You're always in his, you're always in his passion. You're in his love. You're right there. He sees you right in front of him. Right now. That's how he sees you. And he doesn't go. He looks at you and he says, he says these words. You received me. I gave you authority to be my son. You're my son. That's not a gender word. That's a position word. You're right here with me. You're, my, you're born of me. I'm your daddy. I'm your father. This is the introduction to my book. I'm, I'm him. And I'm real. And you're, and you're really right in front of me. You're right with me. You're right beside me. I'm with you all the time. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Those are eternal words. It's not, all oh, well, I don't know if I'm going to follow you today. He says, I will be with you always. You. Do, we live, do we live in that environment of the eternal state of God? That's an environment we are, we are actually children of. My children live in the environment of my home, of our home. We live in the environment of our Father. What I found challenging was this coming out of my temporal thinking into eternal thought. It means this, what he said is eternal. That's what I'm going to think. What he said is eternal, that's what I am going to think. In fact, that's the only true thought there really is. Amen? It's the only true thought there really is. We are not beggars. We are sons. We are not inferior. We're sons. We're not what might have been. We are. Why do we question eternal truth? The eternal things that exist in heaven because the king is there is the same thing that exists in you because the king is there. What does that mean? Well, it means many things. For instance, he's eternal. You have eternal life. You have a life. (laughs) That goes on forever. In glory. And it's also here right now. In him was life. And the life was the light. You can't separate life from light. Anything that exists in darkness only usually doesn't grow too good. But he is the light and, no, he is the life. And the light was of the life. The life is the light. You have life that is light in you. Not darkness. So these signs shall follow them that believe. Are you a believer? What signs follow you? Well, I'm not called. Well, if you're a believer, are you cold? <laughs> They'll lay hands on the sick and... Right. That's eternal. That came from the Father. Well, I don't have the healing ministry. Really? Well, according to the Gospels, which is the foundation of all Christianity, not the epistles. The epistles came later. The Gospels were the foundations that the disciples walked in. They actually believed what he said. They laid hands on the sick and they recovered. They cast out devils. They healed the sick. They cleansed the leper. They did. They rocked the world because their world was rocked by truth. Does truth rock us? Or do we just question it and say, well, I don't know if it's me? If you're a believer, you're in. What else can I say? That's what the word says. That's what Jesus said. And he said this. I don't say anything except what I hear my father say. Guess what? Your father just talked to you. Through his son. That your hands are healing hands. We're so far from that. I don't have the gift of healing it doesn't talk about the gift of healing it talks about the believers signs That should happen And then Jesus said these words this really rocks my world and it makes me think eternally and that is this and Those who believe the works that I do shall they do and even greater works than these shall they do who's the they It's you and me. We're the they. It's not a view, it's a way of life. It's not whether I believe in healing or not, it's the truth. It's settled. You see, we believe in eternal God, but we don't believe His Word is eternal, nor, oh, we've altered it. Well, He is a covenant keeping God. And there are doctrines that deny healing for today. There are doctrines that deny the baptism of the Holy Spirit today. There are doctrines that deny speaking in tongues for today as though it's of the devil. Which one are you going to believe? I'll believe the word. Sorry, there's just too many views out there and I'm not about to try and discover them. I tried to solve all the theological problems. I got two degrees and I got nowhere. The only thing I discovered was the simplicity of scripture. Hey, stupid, just read it and believe it. No kidding. Like, it's like, wow, where did, what planet did we fall off of anyway? I'll tell you which planet it was. The doctrinal planet. The view planet. Well, I don't believe that. Well, if the word says it, I don't care whether you believe it or not. It's still the truth. And it'll never change. It can't change. He made a covenant. He took an oath to fulfill that covenant. God took an oath to view you as one who has healing hands. And he says, if you do it, I'm with you. Done. It's simple. You don't have to have a cemetery degree. I mean, seminary degree. That's what they end up being, cemetery degrees. But then they come out of there, they're dead. They got so many views, they don't know what to believe. But the Bible is really simple. Even Peter and John, who weren't educated, understood it. Do you know why? Because it was inspired by God. And what is inspired has life, and it has light, and it has results, and it has power, and it has authority, and it it will do what God said And it is you and me. Do we believe it? Do we really, is it really a deep conviction? I struggle with some things because a lot of Christians are compromised with truth. That is not true. And then we struggle to believe what is true. Because we have this doubt in our mind. Here's what Paul said in Romans chapter 7, the last verse. Out of all of the struggles that he goes through, his failures, his successes, uh, he says, but with my mind, I serve the Word. With my mind, I serve the Word. I fail, yeah, I fail, yeah, I do things I'm not supposed to. Yeah, but with my mind, I serve the Word. There is nothing other than the Word to serve. Because it's eternal, and we're going to get eternal music right now. because the eternal is in her. Amen. God, God functions out of covenant, not views. Through covenant, He brought everything into existence from the beginning. The covenant always functions. Listen to this. The covenant always functions from the sanctuary of heaven, which is eternal, right? Uh, Now, Just follow me. The covenant always functions from the sanctuary that is made without hands and it's brought down into the sanctuary on earth and activated in us and through us. So he took an oath that he would fulfill what he said through you. And by the way, those who believe it's non-gender, this is not a male-dominated kingdom. Guys, it's a believer-dominated kingdom I think God wants to rock our city he wants to rock our country but he's got to rock our world and there's two ways there's three ways actually there's several ways but the first thing he said follow me. If you're going to follow Him, you have to believe what He said. If you don't believe what He said, you're not going to follow Him. You're not following Him. You are not following Him. You're following a view that denies what He said. So if you're going to follow Him, follow Him, but you have to believe what He said to follow Him. If you follow him and believe what he said, you'll have what he said as a result. Why did I say that? God sees your very next moment. He sees your very next hour. He sees your very next day. He sees your very next week. He sees your very next month. And he sees your very next year. He has always got you on his mind and his thoughts in what he sees about you is what he said in his word. There is no other plan, folks. folks. There is no other view than what Jesus said. And I think we need to say, Father, let me be simple to believe what you say. That whatever you say I want fulfilled in my life and through my life. I want to be purposeful, but I want your purpose. I want to be will orientated, but I want your will. Well, what is his will? Read the word. When I was in Costa Rica, I said, How many of you want to know the will of God? They all put up their hands. I said, Read the Gospels. They all laughed. Never heard that before. It was too simple. Well, i got to, you know, lay on some nails and go through some excruciating things to find out what the will of God is for my life. i got to go through some failure. No, just read the word and believe it. Because he took an oath to fulfill it. And the covenant the covenant is made up of certain things. There are the, there's the words of the covenant. It's what the Father said. Everything in this book, it came from the Father. Do you know that? Jesus says, I don't say anything except what I hear my Father say. He says, I don't do anything except what I see my father do. That is one of the things that I believe I'm going to walk in. I am walking in them. I'm not looking forward. I am. Because he is, I am. Because he is, you are. They didn't say, well, the disciples didn't say, well, one day we're going to do this. No, no. They did it. (laughs) Lord... Take my mind and change it, please. From this complication to the simplicity of who you really are in my life. You're ever before his presence. I just can't get over that thought. someone who lived like I did. That he would choose me. Well, God doesn't choose you. You make a choice. The Bible says he chose you before the foundation of the world. That's an eternal thought. Don't let somebody else say, well, no, it was your choice. You didn't know everything. He does. That's why he chose you. And he chose you to be victorious. And he, cho- he chose you to be a son. And he gave you authority to be a son. And to look at what the father said, and this is what my father accepts from my life, expects from me. As a son, I knew what my father expected from me when I lived on the farm. We got up at a certain hour. We milked eight cows before we went to school. We slopped the hogs, fed the chickens, gathered the eggs, had breakfast, and went to school with our barn clothes on. That was the expectation of my father and what my father expected is what i did and i'm stop i'm 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 trying to stop using the words and i'm going to no i am i am because he is you are because he is you are what you are because of what he said you are you can do what you can do because of what he said you can do. It's not becoming, it is you are. I am a son. I am my father's son. You are your father's son of divinity in eternity with a plan that can't fail and never ends. Okay, like I gotta stop. I always have a hard time shutting down the old message because you know, 14 pages—it's hard to close that up. But anyway, I'm just so—I'm just so elated with my heavenly Father. I just can't get over His graciousness and His kindness. His long suffering and his gentleness, his truth, his discipline. And when I'm in the hospital laying on the bed thinking that's it, he wasn't done. And you might think you're done, but God is not done. Bob, what God put in your heart is eternal, it's not done. expect it. Never stop expecting what God put in your heart. Never. Any of you, don't stop expecting what's in your heart. Because when you do, life becomes hopeless, meaningless, frivolous, and empty.